Do you ever put on your pants and they're too long for your legs? And then your pant legs, you're dragging on the ground and they get wet. And then you have wet pant legs. You might be having a moderately mediocre Monday in the Maritimes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Moderately Mediocre Podcast, a show where we talk about random things and stuff and, uh... Things and stuff and, uh... We really don't know... What we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Anyway, I'm one of your co-hosts, Richard, followed by... TJ. And we're here to tell you about... Stuff. And things. <laughs> things and stuff. Alright, buddy. <laughs> Let's... Get into it. Let's what, get into it. Uh, what's new this week? Uh, what is new this week? The most exciting thing I can think of is Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I know. Okay, hoax. What do you What do you mean hoax? I mean hoax. Is it something that they did just to like be like, hey, people are talking like about a publicity stuff? Yeah, because suddenly know. no one gave a fuck about the Oscars, and now everyone's talking about the Oscars. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's not a bad point. Although I didn't watch it, I saw the snippets and I Oh, I saw, saw him crying when he accepted his award. <laughs> it seems I, I mean, okay, it's, he's an actor. He's an actor. It. But do you want to know the weirdest thing? All right. Before I knew all of this happened. Yep. Last night, I dreamt that You got slapped in the face by Will Smith. <laughs> no. Okay, good. I dreamt that I lost my hair because I had alopecia. Uh, Which is ridiculous because I got on Snapchat and I was talking to my friends. I was like, hey, look at my weird dream. And they were like, hey, have you heard the news? <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Anyways. That, I, I, don't even, I didn't even know what alopecia was before this. So uh, At least it raises awareness. What was the one? That... I don't condone violence. We don't condone violence on this podcast. We don't condone, you know, keeping feelings in either, because I feel like there's also theories that this is like generations of, of you know, built up stress from people talking shit about Will Smith's family and stuff. And what Chris w- Rock was just the receiver. I guess I better keep these jokes to myself then. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, what's new with you? Um, I am... What is new with me? What is new with you? I feel like I saw you recently, so this kind of defeats the whole purpose. We can't hang out until we... we it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, we shouldn't... We should never spend time together again. I agree. Sorry. This has been a really terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I don't think there's really anything new in my life. No. Uh, I'm going to go see my family, actually. Oh, you going back home? Yeah, nice. I'm going home um, just for a week. That's not bad. Yeah, it's too, it's good to see my grandparents and stuff because I haven't been there in a while. But um, yeah, so I'm excited about that, and that's pretty well it. Uh, what really pisses me off lately hey. is everything. 
pretty close to everything. Oh, yeah. Waking shit. up this morning and having it snow instead of be sunny was really discouraging. Um, it hurt me in my feels. I'm one of those people that actually really enjoys snow. So I woke up and I sat down at the computer and I was like, I'm going to do some work. <laughs> and I looked out the window two minutes later and it was like down. Walking in a winter water there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Down snowing. And, uh, down snowing. Down snowing. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's it. I don't actually have anything that's pissing me off this week. You don't have anything that's pissing you off this the week? The week just began. It's Monday. I, I have like at least seven things. <laughs> okay, fair point. We ran out of milk, which well, is normally not a problem for me, but I had tomato soup for supper, and normally we put some milk in that. You put milk in tomato soup? Yeah, like canned tomato soup. You just fill up the can with milk. It makes it super creamy and delicious, but you wouldn't like it anyways because you don't like tomato soup. It hurts my throat. Maybe it's because I don't put milk in it that it hurts my throat. Well, that would probably stop the acid reflux if that's what's... I don't have acid reflux. It stings. It's bad. It hurts. Is that acid reflux? I honestly don't know. Yeah, neither do I. I'm not 40. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Watch it, buddy. Because I'd say in like a couple of years, you're going to start getting acid reflux from drinking. And then all of a sudden. I'm not drinking. Today. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. All right. You sure. got You got me. Sure, 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 sure. All right. Since you went first last time, I guess it is my turn. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Today's presentation no no today's topic yeah 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 is a lot more of a discussion piece than like just straight up me telling you things um so this week i uh shout outs to the chiluminati podcast because i watched uh jesse cox talking about the Fermi Paradox, and that got me thinking, you would be an incredibly interesting person to talk about this with. Do you know what the Fermi Paradox is? No. Okay. Um, So the Fermi Paradox is, to put it very, very simply, um, it is the question of the universe massive, like unfathomably massive, right? Mm I don't know what your standpoints on this are, but in my opinion, they're, like it's impossible for us to be the only like intelligent life mm-hmm. form out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, so this, this paradox is basically like, if there are other intelligent life forms out there, like presumably because we're in the middle of nowhere in the universe, we're not even close to where it started, why haven't we heard from or seen any other sign of intelligent life? Um... And so this, 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 like the Fermi paradox itself, is basically the question of where the hell is everything? Yeah. Where is everybody? Why have we never seen? Why have we never heard? Why have we never had contact with anything? Mm-hmm. And basically, there's a lot of different reasons. Everyone has a different viewpoint on this. Scientifically speaking, there were there's been a, a lot of research done on this. And if I recall correctly, um, they put all these, like, all of our, like, okay, I got to start at the beginning. I can't just jump into the far parts. But basically, everything is based on our perception of the universe via what we consider life, mm-hmm. carbon-based life forms, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our physics, our mathematics, and stuff like that. That is what 
That's the only things we can put into the algorithm to figure out like maybe there is something else right. out there. But we can't we, we can't put into a supercomputer and be like, what if there's non-carbon based yeah, life forms? Because exactly. we don't have a fucking clue what that looks like. Anyway, so they put in, I think it was 2018 or something, they did a great big study where they inputted into a supercomputer like everything we know. And the supercomputer spat back out that there's between like 35 and 85% chance that we are alone in the Milky Way galaxy. We are the only species in the Milky Way galaxy. And there's like between a, fuck, I don't remember the exact numbers now. I think it's between like 50 and 90% chance that we are alone in the universe. Shut up. That's what the computer said. But like, I... Okay, but who was funding the computer? Well, it's not really about, it's not, again, it's not really about who was funding it, but it was probably some people. But like, that, like <laughs> a lot of, I don't know, a lot of sketchy, sketchy things go on based off of the money trail. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, like, it's based on what we currently know about life. It's based on what we currently know about math. Like, oh, yeah, big when, time. It's when like, we're looking at space, we literally just launched that big old telescope whose name I'm forgetting because I'm an idiot. But, like... Didn't even know there was a telescope launch. What? Oh, my I God. I don't watch TV anymore. Or it's not about... T- okay, never mind. I should start, though. <laughs> anyway, we just launched, like, this massive state-of-the-art telescope that can apparently see up to, like... I'm not going to shed out numbers because I don't actually know the proper mm-hmm. numbers, but it can see, like... A lot of years in the past because of the way light travels kind of deal. Right, yeah. The further we get away, the further in the past it goes because right. light hasn't a chance to reach us. Anyway, can see further than any other telescope that's ever been put up. Um, and we're learning new stuff about space literally every single day because of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, how can we input these things and have anywhere near a viable answer? Oh, that's that's one of my favorite concepts. It's yeah. called uncertainty. And people don't really understand uncertainty because they're uncertain. Which exactly. is the whole premise of the thing. So, I, I think... I... There's literally no way that we are the only ones out here and i feel like on like a comedic standpoint that they just probably saw us one day or like took one look at us and were just like fuck no i'm not interested in this nonsense yeah in this garbage ridiculous cesspool of trash (laughs) and i think they just took one look and said no we're not gonna stop at mcdonald's when we can eat at Red Lobster down the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, The other one that I constantly think about is that, like, who's to say that any of outside life applies to our physics or, like... That's a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe we just don't have the proper... Maybe we don't have the proper visual cortex or whatever the fuck it's called to even see anything. Maybe they've already made contact, but because they're a different makeup of physics and reality, we just can't fucking see it. That's a good point. Maybe that's what ghosts is. Well, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Major frequency, man. No, I think, like, there's, like, you've heard of extremophiles before? I've heard of extremophiles before. So, like, it's basically just species who live in ridiculous environments so like extreme environments such as like sulfur oh yeah in the ocean yeah i mean like we've literally got like underwater live there anyways and yeah we discovered that they live there we've so. got underwater boys that just live in literal volcanoes because mm-hmm. that's what they that's what they feel like yeah and there's know? bacteria I, yeah i think like this kind of goes back to like the existential 
I can't say the word. Existential? Existential. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Well, Um, it's all about the feeling of, like, not wanting to be the only ones out there. It's the feeling of, like, what is mm -hmm. out there, basically. Sorry, (laughs) I totally cut you off there. Go ahead. No, I, I was just about to say that. It's, like, what we perceive as, like, the foundation of life may not be the foundation of life on another planet or another another space in space like it yeah like yeah it, it's so well, it's carbon-based naive. life that's yeah. all we've yeah got it's so naive to think that we'd be the only version of something yeah and i mean like maybe there's not intelligent life out there but there like has to be something else mm-hmm. doesn't make sense but anyway um so the next thing that I'm going to get into is the 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 Kardashev Kardashev scale, um, and this is basically kind of like the scale ranking system of what um, basically like spacefaring civilizations would be. Okay. So to, I'm like so hypothesis. Yeah, hy- hypothetically, I'm so bad at words today. Um, so the Kardashev scale, I'm just gonna. Do it. I'm literally going to read verbatim. This is from the Wikipedia article. Uh, Thanks, Wikipedia, for sponsoring. No, they're not sponsoring us. Okay. Anyway, a type 1 civilization, also called a planetary civilization, can use and store all of the energy available on its planet. So this would be like you're utilizing wind, you're utilizing solar, you're utilizing tides, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is a civilization that has total control over their planet. And that's a type one civilization. Type two civilization, also called a stellar civilization, can use and control energy at the scale of its planetary system. Planetary system. Like the whole, all of the planets? Like the whole planets. All of them? <laughs> like all of them. I think that this is like... Like we could generate resources from Mars? Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that this is kind of like involving terraforming. So it would be like, we can land on Mars. We can oh. terraform Mars. We can use it to whatever, whatever. Type 3 civilization, also called a galactic civilization, can control energy at the scale of its entire host galaxy. Oh, so the whole Milky Way. The whole Milky Way. and then, just the leprechaun. Not the leprechaun. What is it? We are... We are the lucky charms in the Milky Way. Sure. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it, I guess. Those marshmallows? I know what the marshmallows are, but what does that have to do with the Milky Way? Never mind. Milky! Like milk, yeah, like, I, milk I, I, like cereal. I got it as soon like as I said it. Like a good breakfast morning. Part of your balanced breakfast. They're like, after me, lucky charms. Realistically, they're full of sugar, but whatever. Still tasty. Anyway, um... There's also apparently like a theoretical type four and five. Um, four, I think, would be like they can harness all the powers in the universe and just like basically be gods. What and... if we're actually just like a speck? We on, are. On... Jokes on you. We are. No. Horton like... hears a hoop. Yeah. yeah. On, on a little truffle tree. What if we're in a galaxy that turns out to be a marble that's in the end of a Men in Black movie. You see, no. I didn't see that one, I'm sorry. Oh, a Will Smith classic. We've brought it all the way back around again. Circle. But yeah, no, so I guess my biggest thing is like, what do you think is out there? What do I think? What do you think is out there? Do you think there's something else out Absolutely. there? Do you think that there's... Of course there's something else out there. I, I 
feel like I'm not inept with the ability to like conceptualize what they would look like or what they would oh, do for sure, or whatever. Oh, for sure. But, but you've heard about this whole like interconnected consciousness of mushrooms, right? I was literally going to bring that up. Yes. The my, mycelium, mycelium network. Yeah. Yeah. So like that... That is apparently considered... Explain it what it is. Oh, the mycelium? It's basically just like an interconnected network of all of the mushrooms talking to one another in, just say, a forest somewhere. So like you could... Yeah, but it extends way beyond the forest. Well, Supposedly yeah. it's almost global. Like connecting the entire earth? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. They're so cool, though. Yeah. Highly recommend. So here's your one recommendation for me this week. If you go see the movie, there's a documentary. I actually don't know what it's called. Okay. It's called The Mushroom. It's not The Mushroom. It's not The Mushroom. Sorry. No, I, I'll insert it here. Okay, the movie is called uh, Fantastic Fungi. You can see it on YouTube. Um, I think there's trailers of it on YouTube, but you can see it on Netflix. That's my rec. <laughs> yeah. No, but like it... It's so interesting to think about because where do you think humanity exists on this Kardashev scale or Kardashev scale? I mean, sub type one. Yes. Uh, according to it, we're like a 0 0.73. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, yeah. Because we do not have the ability to harness our whole planet's energy. And if we did, we'd probably take care of Mother Earth a little bit better. Yeah, but it's not even about that. It's just about that, like, well, okay, it is about that. Yes. But <laughs> but it's the fact that, like, we as humanity are still so divided that we're squabbling over, like, power bullshit nonsense. When in reality, like... I don't know, the, the one that, like, I always go back to Star Trek. Star Trek with the Federation. Have you watched Star Trek? No, I'm okay, sorry. never mind. Anyway, sorry! Anyway, Star Trek's whole thing is that they've got, like, this Federation where they've put money aside, they've put, like, personal gain aside, and they want to explore the cosmos. So, like, humanity is banded together, and they're just, like, they're humans against the universe. Right. We're never going to get there. Nope. We are, we are so stuck. caught up fighting ourselves yep. that we're not going to, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to an entire other point where there's this entire, like, great filter theory that with every intelligent life form comes up against this thing that's a great filter. And it's basically, like, something that stops it from evolving to its next stage. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is it for humanity. If we can't stop fighting with ourselves, if we can't take care of the planet, maybe this is it for us. Like That's so crazy to think about. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a big gamer. Mm -hmm. I assume you probably haven't played Mass Effect before. Nope. Okay, anyway, in Mass Effect, they kind of come up with this, and their thing for it is that there's this giant, like, alien robotic race called the Reapers. And the Reaper's whole thing is that they, like, they stay dormant in dark space for, like, five billion years or mm -hmm. something like that. And when a, when a civilization, because there's aliens and yeah, stuff yeah. in it, when a civilization reaches its peak and it can go no further, so when it hits this, like, wall, the great filter or whatever, they come in and they wipe it out to, like, the last atom, basically. To and start over. To start over. It's like, this is fucked up. We're coming in, we're wiping it, we're going to start again. So they're sort of like these... I still can't really decide if the Reapers are, like, synthetic or organic. Definitely robot -y. 
Okay. But anyway, the, the whole thing is that there's this like theory of the great filter, basically, where you get to a certain point, you cannot evolve any further. That's it. That's interesting. That's it. You never advance past that, so. Yeah, and you know, it's... I hate to say it, but it's mostly humans... Like, what makes us human is the fact that we have emotion. <laughs> and I feel like if if you're talking about, in the instance of this great filter type concept, it's our emotion that essentially stops us. Sorry, folks. Speaking of, like, planet-destroying stuff, <laughs> uh, there was just a really fucking loud car outside. Not um, good for idling. I not think. good for anything. Um, but yeah, back, back to the mushrooms, actually, with the, like, the mycelial network. It's so interesting that humans are like at a 0.73, mm-hmm. according to it. But like this network of mushrooms, if there was a way that it somehow like took off, mm-hmm. it would technically be like a 2 on the scale. And it, yeah. wouldn't, even, oh, yeah, big time. it wouldn't even know it. Well, it's, so, like, maybe there's life out there that is unconsciously, like, a level three, and it can harness all the powers of its galaxy or whatever, and it doesn't even know it. Maybe it's just plants that are, like... The superheroes of the story? Yeah, but, like, so. but just growing, you know what I mean? Like, it's not sentient, per se. Yeah. It's just, like, look at mushrooms in reality. They harvest the sunlight. They harvest the wind. They harvest... Well, maybe not the wind so but, much, yeah. but, like... They nutrients and everything they, they use everything and they're able to communicate and i don't want to say they've got a hive network because again they're not sentient but like they technically speaking can communicate with yeah, one another big time and it's actually considered like amongst like the highest level of of civilization yeah so like they are more civilized Civilized. Because they're all working towards a... a Well, exactly. They're more civilized than humans are. A united front, I guess. Yeah. And, like, technically speaking, they're not even aware of it. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And you know why? You know what's nice? Because they're not freaking competing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they might be competing. They might be competing, but you never know. With different things. But, like... This is the whole thing why I think it's so naive of us to put all these, like, numbers and mathematical equations into a supercomputer Mm -hmm. when it's, like, maybe that intelligent life out there doesn't even know that it's intelligent. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe we're not looking for machines and stuff. Maybe we're, like, what if they, instead of going into... I I, I like to look at, like, the skill trees of Mm -hmm. life. There's a great game. uh, I've forgotten the name of it. Anyway. But you can, like, there's all these different skill trees kind of things that you can go in. And one is, like, environmental skill tree. One is, like, technology, which Mm -hmm. is us. And there's one that's, like, psychic power, which, theoretical, of course. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's always so interesting to me to just think of, like, what if humanity did put everything into, like, agriculture and tried to develop that into something Mm -hmm. instead of machine? I I don't know. I don't even know if that's possible. it's It's a theoretical idea of its need and it's like what if there was some way that we could tap into that mycelium network and use that as our primary core for technology yeah but then we'd have to go along with one particular mission and nobody would agree on that humans are too divided we hate each other and we love each other fuck you tj (laughs) all right (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, that's that's more or less what yeah. I have to say. It's just I I really like that though because it's it's 
it's interesting and it's just shedding light on the fact that humans are so self-absorbed and naive and like they're yeah. egocentric it's they are the the main characters of their story when microorganisms microciliums yeah and the ciliums have literally been here for a lot longer and will likely continue to be here longer than we are because of how well they work together yeah and this isn't meant to be super discouraging to everybody i'm just bringing up some some points so, it's you know. good points to have i think if everybody could just try and you know appreciate other people's differences in opinions and stuff regardless of what they believe don't forget to thank your mushrooms when you walk by because when they rise up and take over You'll be wanting the good ones to eat your body when you die. I don't want anyone. Okay, wow. Never mind. It's a cycle of life, dude. It's a cycle of life. I don't want to get eaten by mushrooms, damn it. That's where you go. Like, that's how they... They they are the ones that regenerate this earth. I take it back, folks. We need to fight the mushrooms. No, no we I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, they fuel you, and we fuel them. This is true. That's what I've got for you today. Well, I'm really happy that this conversation happened. I like talking about this stuff. It's fun. Conceptual things that make you think. I like to... No, I don't like to think. I like to think. Speaking of things that are kind of out of conceptual distance, or out, out of this world, we'll say. Out of this world. For everyone listening or watching, this is a Libra stout, a non-alcoholic, because I'm a loser. Continue. No, loser. If you choose not to drink, that's a great thing. I support it. Um, a out-of-world creature. Have you ever heard of an Ugwug? <gasps> You're talking about the Ugwug. Yes. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm big into the like. The Ugwug. I'm so excited to hear about the Ugwug. Anyway, no, I, I'm pretty big into the, uh, like, cryptids and all that good stuff. So please, please tell me about the Ugwug. Oh my god, you could probably talk about this better than I can. I only know kind of the name and the general nonsense. Tell me, tell me. Okay, for anybody who is familiar with the Maritimes, or um, more specifically St. John, there is this place called the Reversing Falls. And it's an interesting place of, like, rapids and really weird things. Like, Specifically because it's about 10 minutes from us? Yeah. If even? Yeah. Maybe. 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 Either way, it's it's an interesting place when the tide goes out because the fundy tides are redonkulous and it creates a crazy, crazy amount of whirlpooling. And, they are um, literally the highest tides in the world, right? Yes. The amount of times I've heard that. Every New Brunswick tourism ad says that we have the highest tides in the world, and I I get it. I get it. They're high, okay? <laughs> They're high, and it's a it's a problem if you go out too far and get stuck in mud, but don't do that, because be smart about it. Anyways. Tell us what the reversing falls do. They reverse. Well, it doesn't look... It looks like the reversing. They do. Because... Yeah, okay, sure. Tell us. I actually don't know, like, the hydrology behind it. Like The hydrology behind. And stuff, but... Well, it's basically low tide falls go one way, high oh, okay. tide fall go other way. That's what you mean? I was like, I don't know what the generation... Oh, I don't know anything about that. I just mean that 
High tide fall go one way. Okay. <laughs> Low Water tide fall flows go other way. In both directions. Under this bridge, particularly. So it's the St. John Bridge. It kind of connects the west side to the rest of it. A lot of suicides. Sorry. Anyways, that was dark. It's important to talk about. Um, if you need anything, please reach out to a friend or family. If Somebody. Okay, moving on. Um, so the Ugwug is a creature. I love the Ugwug. S- supposedly, who lives in the caves at the River St. Falls. Mm-hmm. And this creature is said to look like half seal, half salmon. Sealman. Samuel. Samuel? No. Ugwug, we think, is... I think I think Agwag is much better. Um, it's interesting because there's been like historic reports of sightings and and of this creature, and apparently to the point where it became like a Saint John. I don't want to say mascot, but like it had a mural at yeah. some point, and it needed to be destroyed apparently because it was not very pleasant to look at. Yo, I think it's time to bring the Agwag back. I okay. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> Hold on to your bobby socks. Yes. Because we're about to get real into it. Um, so apparently, it's interesting because the sources that have said, like, you know, the Ugwug is is here, um, say that they lead back to Inuit, like, ancestry and stuff. To Inuit? Yeah. Wow. But there's no real evidence of Inuit in St. John. I was going to say, aren't we a little southern? Well, I mean. And eastern. Like, people have, have migrated and stuff. Of course, yeah. But, I, but I, I yeah, guess, yeah, anything that I've read doesn't have any indication that Inuit were here. But if, if they were, that like, anybody listening, please let me know. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, and the Ugwug is said to, like, Ugwug means friendly <laughs> the Ugwug, animal. The Ugwug is said to Ugwug a little bit. <laughs> It's said to like mean friendly animal, but it's actually got no like. Evidence. I thought it was like a horror animal. Well, it's it's got no indication of being fair enough. Direct translation into friendly animal in any language. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it means ugly wuggly. Well, <laughs> anything with the body of a seal or the face of a seal and a body of a salmon, like half and half, it's a little bit. Wait a minute! Um, Isn't that just a seal? Well, no, apparently because the back end of it has scales. Oh, okay. Which is kind of terrifying. I would assume the salmon is huge because it's like what? Like, I think it was like, what, five and a half feet, six feet? Something like that. And apparently it's got red eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, so a little bit about that. There's been overdramatized, I can't say that word either. Overdramatizations. Dramatizations of this creature possibly having red eyes and a ravenous appetite. Same. Wanting to eat everything. (laughs) Same. Including fish to people. No, Um, I don't like fish or people. But basically... It's kind of had, like, there's an indication of a file in the St. John Free Public Library where it states, mythological creature resembling both a salmon and a seal, which inhabits the waters near the reversing falls. Ugwog predominantly means the friendly animal. And then... Well, how does it mean the friendly animal if they don't even know what language it is? It said it might be Inuit. Uh, I'm not sure what dialect 
I don't want to get into it because I truthfully have no idea. Oh, okay. And I don't think that there is really any evidence that does translate it directly. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently there was an, in- <laughs> an event where a diver went down. Oh, no. And tried to find it. And then anyways, he came back up and it, it wasn't a good sight because his whole hair and his face had turned chalk white. Oh, my God. He was like quite literally frightened to death. Why? From the Ugwug? From the Ugwug. Oh, he, my yeah, God. Yeah, he, he had seen it, apparently, and he came up. Although, he said that he had seen something and didn't live long enough to tell the tale. <laughs> so, I mean, jury's Wait still a minute. What know. do you mean he didn't live long enough? Did he drown right there and then? It is quoted here in the CBC article. When he was brought to the surface, his hair had turned chalk white from the experience of what he had seen in the murky depth. How the hell did he see? Never mind. I believe it. I believe it. And then he will it. never be known what he like. What he saw will never be known, for he refused to tell what he had seen and died soon afterwards. <laughs> this is a tragedy. Yeah. Damn. Anyways, so basically, it goes on to say like the you know it's expected that the Ugwug lives in the whirlpools, or he like frequents the caves. Yep. And. Um, there's actually a specific way that you could see the Ugwug, apparently. There's a method to seeing this creature. Ugwug methods. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. So, quote unquote, the time must be early in the spring during the shad run. The tide (laughs) must be on the ebb. And there are two other essential ingredients. I'm going to get you to guess at least one of them. I am sitting on the edge of my seat. You, sh- right you now. need to guess. You need to guess one. Oh god. Okay. Um. It's uh, ebbing tide. Uh. Salmon. No. No. Shad. Shad. Yeah. Shad. Uh. It's got to be. There's two other things. Foggy. Nope. Dark. <laughs> well, kind of. I guess you get. So it needs to be an evening of full moonlight. Oh shit. Okay. Um. And you have to bring bread. No, but oh. a full quart of moonshine will do. Damn! <laughs> this dude knows. Okay. Yeah, so if you're looking to see this Ugwug, um, I suspect you go to the Reversing Falls um, safely in a place and say maybe during spring on the ebb tide and uh, don't forget your moonshine and uh, make sure that the moon is shining. Can we please do this? I mean... That would be kind of funny. That would be hilarious. Just to see if he's, he's going to come out. Oh, of course. And if, if he does, hungry, we'll just get white hair. Well, I mean, I'm already <laughs> going gray, so. But, yeah, uh, after that, I mean, I kind of want to go. Let's get up, like, at the rally the troops and head head west. <laughs> um, yeah. The, Wait. Literally west, because it's west. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were gonna say there's like sightings of Mount Alberta or something. No, 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 no. no. Um, yeah. Other than that, the mural. There was a mural that happened and it got destroyed because of uh, it's not very pleasant. You can you can look it up on Google yourself. Like it doesn't look very nice. I'm gonna look it up right now. I understand if it would scare the children. (laughs) Children deserve to be scared. Ugwug mural. I don't think I spelled it right. Mural online collaborate. Yeah. Yo, this dude ain't that. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. So imagine a frog (laughs) with a seal with a rat tail 
And that that's him, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. That do be him. That do be him. Boy, there's a lot of like very different photos of him anyway. There's a couple of limbs, yeah. Okay, so the hell is this thing? Okay, that, that we're headed there. All right. All right. So this thing, okay, he's looking at another, he's looking at a computer-generated image, basically, of an Ugwug. Imagine if you took a pig and chopped off its snout and replaced the entire front of its face with a cat. Yeah. That's not a bad description. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And it has dobby ears. It's got dobby ears, so do pigs. Oh. Is dobby that? a pig? No, he's a house elf. Oh. <laughs> The pigs have dobby ears. Oh. We never looked at a I'm going to find a pig. Continue talking. Okay. So in recent times, it's actually funny because in March, yeah, so March 2022, so like literally That's recently this recently. month, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an animator named Brian Finley, or Finlay, from Rothsay, hmm. is taking over um, production for an Ugwug series. No way. Yeah. It's oh going to be on God. Bell... Community television uh, on the oh, Fire well, TV app. I guess we won't be watching that. Well. <laughs> and it's apparently like the the filming of it is in Shamcook, and cool. it's like a family affair. Like they've they've kind of done a lot to look, it. Look at this pig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's That's got dog ears. He's got dog right. ears. Yeah. I wonder if they knew that. <laughs> they purposely make him have dog have pig ears. Dobby. Yeah. Or the pig. Ugh. What came first, Dobby or the pig? Both. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Sips I totally, totally threw you off track there. No, um, yeah, that's all I was gonna say about that. Mm. Basically, cool because it's kind of like what's our own local legend creature? Yeah, and that's what he was saying. Like, like Brian in this other CBC article, he's saying that it's cool that is that his last name Finley. Finley. <laughs> Brian in this other CBC article. Oh yeah. Sorry. There's two CBC articles if you look up Ugwug. Okay. <laughs> and that's all the research I did for those. But. But. There is a poem. <gasps> for I think it's by uh, Kim McAdam, possibly. Can you tell me it? It looks like uh, kind of reddity, so we'll see. It says, I'm not going to read all of it because it's quite lengthy, um, but it's called Never Bug the Ugwug. Yes. And I'll just, you know. Give me, give me a. I'll give sign me a, you off for this. Give me a preview. Never bug the Ugwug, <laughs> or he'll be bugging you. He lives inside a cold, dark cave near Douglas Avenue. Hey. Some people say they've seen him swimming in the tide, spinning in a whirlpool. He's quite preoccupied. Never bug the Ugwug. Please leave him alone. He's been around since Water Street was laid with cobblestone. Who wrote this, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Some say he's prehistoric, half lizard, no, salmon, half seal. He'll look at you with big red eyes and make you his next meal. Yo! So, like, super, like, glamorized that this man, or, I don't know, he could, what, whatever he is. Whatever the Ugwug? Whatever the Ugwug is. Um, it's not Ugwug. They might be ravenous. They might be your friend. Who knows? Same. But... If you do go down to uh, Harbor Bridge and at the, when the moon hits your eye with some moonshine. <laughs> That's an Ugwug. <laughs> oh, no. When yeah. the world seems to shine like you've had too much moonshine. That's an Ugwug. I mean, also, remember our conversation about the the flaming ships? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moonshine. Yeah, moonshine. I'm seeing a root cause here. I think so mythical creatures 
It either opens your mind up to make you more... Recept- My favorite mythical creature, the flaming boat of the Northumberland Strait. It's not a mythical... Well, it's a... Whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. I think it's just like either booze makes you loosey-goosey so that you're open to see these things that you would never have actually, you know, saw in reality. Or it's just a whole crock of shit. Yeah. Otherwise, stay tuned for the Ugwug series. I'm... I'm excited for the Ugwug. This is this is my favorite thing. It's not my favorite he thing. He kind of looks like the CGI rendition, I think, will be more so like the never-ending story looking thing. Oh my god, he does! Kind of, He yeah. totally looks... What the hell is that thing called? Time... Wish Dragon. He looks like a Wish Dragon. He looks like a Wish Dragon. Damn. Except, like, angry. I hope it... I think it's... The... The animator Brian guy said that he was going to try and make him as like a... Um, he's supposed to be friendly. Yeah, he's going to make, make him like a... He has a unless, golden retriever personality. Unless he's ravenous. Then, mm. he'll, then he'll eat you. Golden retrievers are starving all the time. Yeah, but they're not ravenous. Mm, true, I guess. They're cute. They're hungry. They're hungry. Although I can get ravenous too. I'm <laughs> constantly ravenous. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the Cosmos and the Creatures this week. <gasps> That's the title, Cosmos and Creatures. <laughs> that was good. Off the cusp. Off the cusp. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this has been the Moderately Mediocre Podcast. And like always, take everything we say with a grain of salt and do your own research before you believe anything online. Thanks. A very large grain of salt. Thank you. Um, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.